0: Welcome back to the Healing Place podcast, everyone. So in our April series, we're calling Waves. Our teachers are going to be using this really cool metaphor of surfing to talk about our spiritual life. No one ever goes out to the ocean, grabs a surfboard, runs out, jumps into the waves, jumps up on the board and rides this perfect wave all the way to the beach for the first time. Matter of fact, I dare say probably wouldn't do it on the 50th time or the 100th time. I don't know, because I'm not a surfer. But we all know it takes a lot of time, a lot of practice, a lot of getting knocked off that board, getting back on, before we would ever make surfing look like this majestic, effortless, beautiful, magical thing that the pros make it look like, right? So enjoy these conversations as the Healing Place team and I talk about what should be the greatest adventure of our life, our choice to follow Jesus, and how it's full of risks, lots of starts and stops, lots of falling off that board and getting back on, lots of interior work that nobody else sees, but that can be one of the most rewarding decisions of our lives. So welcome back to the Healing Place podcast. In today's episode, Ross, Spoonie and I talk about what it means to follow Jesus and what we've personally risked to follow Jesus, right? You know, Peter gets a bad rap for getting out of that boat and seeing the waves and starting to doubt and freak out and starting to sink, right? But hey, at least Peter got out of the boat, right? So, Join us today as we talk about our personal challenges in following Jesus and what that's looked like. I love hearing uh, Spoonie and Ross get really personal about their challenges and the risks that they've taken in their personal walk with Jesus. Here we are, wave upon wave. <laughs> we all awake here this morning?
1: Yeah, we're awake, okay. we're awake. I
0: am now awake.
2: <laughs> I
1: hope our tech team is awake. Yeah,
0: Look out. <laughs> So in the last episode, I'm going there. The last episode we recorded, one of our tech guys sitting about six feet from here started snoring. Now I admit, we were a little boring as we started that hey, podcast. Man. Hey, man. But we put him to
1: sleep. Yeah. He was snoring. Yeah, he oh was, that was on the wave. He was on the wave. Yeah. Hopefully I won't mention
0: any names. Hopefully the other no people names. listening to this. But The initials. <laughs> are you ready? Initials are Michael Parker. <laughs> <laughs> Starts with an N
2: and ends with oh. Michael Parker.
0: So let's dive in. So this, this idea um, about our faith journey, mm-hmm. being an adventure, mm-hmm. being something that we look forward to, being something that's exciting, mm-hmm. not this thing that's just a, a downer or a drudgery, mm-hmm. right? Not something that's going to <clears throat> uh, be something that we dread. It's something that it can be that, that can we we can look forward to, uh, that we can actually want to share with someone, yeah. maybe something that would look attractive to someone else. Mm-hmm. So how do we get there? Right. So first I want to just ask, why do you think Peter, Andrew, James, and John, they weren't going to church on Sunday, right? <laughs> <laughs> they were
1: fishing. <laughs> yeah.
0: Why do you think they dropped their nets? I honestly and believe follow Jesus.
1: Uh, if you look at in Matthew 4 and 20, 21, mm. 22, somewhere in that range. Look at you, Matthew 4. Uh,
0: got the address. And yeah, all yeah. Pastor just, Spoonie. You know, mm-hmm.
1: you, know, you know, I looked that up right before we started. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I did know that, but I wasn't going to say that. <laughs> yeah, thank you, man. Appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> if you notice in the, in the New Liv- Living Translation, they said that when Jesus saw two more brothers, mm. they were with their father, Zebedee, and... It speaks that they were repairing their nets, and Jesus told them to come follow me, and they dropped their nets. They dropped what they were doing and followed Jesus. Yeah, I can only imagine. So I immediately went to thinking to what you just said about how can the, I can just see them dreading. Here we go again. Gotta fix these nets mm-hmm. every yeah. day. It's yeah. like this, and so they saw something new. Now, a guy that's going to call me out and tell me to come follow me, look, it's got to be better than this. Yeah. So I'm about to follow and see what's going on. So yeah. I believe that when you just get tired of the mundane of everything, same old, same old. Yeah. I mean, you see something You want to be called you to something be called. better. Yes. You even want if you to don't answer know a call. Yeah. Even if you don't know if it's better. You Anything. Know, you know it's right different. now. It's, I'm <laughs> <laughs> It was like they were like, look, hey, man, I don't know about you, but I'm tired of repairing these nets. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So let's go see what he's about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's what I think that.
2: Was it, Ross, did you have something on that? Uh, Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, when you look at the kind of the way I've understood that that passage in that time is that uh, that the Jewish culture, you know, you went through levels of schooling in. Uh, in these in the synagogues, and that you know, basically, if you tested through to the next level, then you kept going. And mm-hmm. one of the final le- levels was following a rabbi, and Jesus was a rabbi, mm-hmm. and um, most people asked rabbis to follow them, but Jesus, as a rabbi, asked followers to follow him. So that was a, a very different, very different uh, way that that happened. But then also, um, you know, these guys being fishermen mean that they didn't make it to the level of being able to follow a rabbi. And so Jesus, you know, I see it as like Jesus saw something in them and prophesied, called it out of them by Mm -hmm. saying, come and follow me. Yes. And so it was was almost Mm -hmm. like people who maybe didn't have as high a value to their peers in society and culture, Jesus came to them and said, Hey, I'm going to elevate you. I'm going to yes. make your value bigger than yes. what you yes. feel like you have or what other people are telling you. Absolutely.
0: A shout out. Thank you for that. Beautiful. That's exactly where exactly. I was
2: going before I, I said, Hey, you
0: got anything? Cause I was going to mm-hmm. go on this little deal that I learned from Rob Bell. Yeah. actually. Mm-hmm. What do you remember what talk it was in or what book?
2: It, I don't. I don't remember if it was in. I think it was in Velvet Elvis. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I think it was in that. So but.
0: so if you haven't read that, it's listeners, incredible. go go just just check out Rob Bell telling the story um, about the calling of the disciples. Yeah. Because that is, uh, so so I always think of the B team, right? And I think about like. Like someone um, who had the opportunity to go learn. Let's yeah. talk about basketball, man, since yeah. we're in, about to be in Sweet 16, yep. right? Yep. So somebody who could go learn from uh, Krzyzewski, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the best coaches of, of all time, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he would go call the ones who had gone through rabbinical school, right. ha, could memorize had right. memorized the Torah. Mm-hmm. The first five books of the Old Testament, they could literally say them verbatim. Verbatim's they insane. told those stories in order. They knew that mm-hmm. they, the thing. And the ones who couldn't, right? Yeah. They were back to their father's practice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So instead of, you know, so they were apprenticing, you know, being fishermen, right? right. And, rather yeah. than being a rabbi in training. Mm-hmm. Right. And so when, so the A-teams with Sheshevsky, yeah. and here comes this other rabbi, who sees these bench sitters mm-hmm. or the, the the B team, mm-hmm. the C team, the people who got cut,
2: mm-hmm.
0: right? And he said, Hey, you wanna you wanna follow me? You wanna learn from me? Yeah. And like who me? <laughs> Us? Right? Yeah. They get this opportunity. And it's and it's it's interesting that you said that, Ross. I didn't know that part about how people ask the rabbi to follow them.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And maybe it was, hey, hey, can you can you watch me? Am I am I am I dribbling okay? Can you watch my form shooting free throws and, and yeah. coach me, coach yeah. me up? Yeah. But but I get the sense that they were saying, you know, Jesus is saying, if he come, follow me, learn from me, yeah. watch what yes. I do,
1: yeah. yeah, watch
0: what I say, mm-hmm. yeah, follow me as I in, watch me as I interact with people, mm-hmm. see who I touch, mm-hmm. yes. See who I gravitate towards. There's a lot of people in, in our culture, in our society that, that are the untouchables, that right. people avoid. They don't want to be around, right? right? And watch how I run to them. Mm-hmm. Yes, The people who give these people, like the, the, the haves, right? Not the have-nots, mm-hmm. but the have, give them preferential treatment, mm-hmm. and yes, they sir. want to give them the first seat, and they want to go butter them up and mm-hmm. kind of elbow with them. Watch how I may avoid those people or don't give them yeah. any second, you know, any preferential treatment. Right. I just treat them with respect and love like like I treat you with respect and love. Yeah. So he was saying, come watch me and yeah. learn from me, yes. right?
2: Yeah, yep. you know, I think an, another thing to point out, too, is I know, Brian, you've been to Israel, Spoonie. I don't think you have Not been. Yet. Not okay. yet, so, I uh, have through other
1: people. Yeah, yeah for for there real. You
2: go. So we got to go to... Uh, a synagogue where Jesus would have preached most likely, would have shared, would have taught. And th- it's tiny. I mean, probably, I don't know if you remember this one, Brian, I can't remember what city it was in, but like probably 20, 30 people would fit in something like this. And so I have this picture of Jesus going into these crowds and calling the disciples, but these were small communities, mm-hmm, yeah. small towns. Mm-hmm. And so these guys okay. Like the significance of a rabbi coming and calling these guys in their small little communities of 30, 40 people, that was a big deal. So it's not like Jesus is plucking these people out of these big cities. It's these small communities where their new job, new role, new apprenticeship is really, really, really significant. So I think that that adds some color to to that too. So here
0: are these boys that didn't memorize the Torah. Yeah. They ain't going to church on Sunday, so to speak. Yep. So I just want us to think about who, how Jesus is calling us, mm-hmm. right? Yes. The B team, the ones who don't. Don't have book, chapter, and verse memorized. Mm-hmm. So yeah. many times I have people apologizing that. Oh, I wasn't raised in the church. I'm like, good for you. Or I don't <laughs> yeah. know the Bible. Uh, so so much of I'm having to detox or mm-hmm. unlearn things mm-hmm. that I was taught, mm-hmm. you know, that the Bible basically doesn't even say, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So sometimes that can be an advantage, but we have to help people know yes. that God is pleased to call the, you know, he what is it? He equips the called or what, what is that? I don't know the, the, the mm-hmm. saying, but mm-hmm. it, you know, it's mm-hmm. it's not he he do, he equips the people he calls. Absolutely. He doesn't call the equipped, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So so um, the people who think that they don't have it together, yeah. man, that's who Jesus wants, right? That's, yes, yeah. he does, right? Yeah, for um, sure. There's I, a humility. There's <clears throat> a humility. There's a there's a teachable spirit. Yes, Somebody sir. who wants to learn. It's like, oh me, you're gonna give me a shot at mm. this? Yeah,
1: yeah. I thought it was beautiful that because in that passage, as he as he said that the the rabbi will call out. Isn't it awesome that Jesus went to them? Yeah. He was in that area. He went to these small communities. Mm -hmm. And it reminds us of what we're doing here at Cross Timbers. We have four expressions Mm -hmm. and here we are in the healing place. And I'm reminded of how we have this opportunity that we are talking here on this podcast, but we wanna go and take the church and take Jesus to people. Mm -hmm. I'm reminded uh, as I sit here, Uh, we just come out of a series uh powered up and uh dino rizzo uh was speaking and i didn't know but he spoke about his story and how he encountered christ and he was talking about how on he was just saying that he didn't he wasn't raised to get up and go to church on sunday mornings and he just was you know hey saturday night you know you know how it was when we Mm -hmm. grew up (laughs) hey go to bed early you got to get up and get dressed you Mm -hmm. know we're going to church but he said, it just so happened that on that day, the church was out doing, uh, just having a serve day basically. And that's mm-hmm. how he encountered mm-hmm.
2: Jesus. That's cool. Yeah. So,
1: you know, that's what Jesus did. He went, you know, and he called. Yeah. So we have the opportunity to take Jesus to our communities, yeah. you know, yeah. and just, just be a hand, just reach out, just, you know, take him some food, just have a conversation, have a smile. Uh, uh, an act right. of kindness, you know? That's right. Taking Jesus.
0: What's the significant uh the significance of them dropping their nets? Mm. They're leaving their family business yes. if you, and following him, right? Not dragging them along, not saying, Hey, I'm gonna meet you on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and on Tuesday, Thursday, <laughs> Saturday, I'm gonna right. keep doing this. What's the significance of that? That leaving and and following?
2: Yeah. I mean it's I think it's like when you think about uh how going back to how small those communities where I mean, they're kind of leaving everything that they've ever known. It's not yes. just leaving a job or, you know, moving somewhere. It's like they're they're leaving their whole way of life. They're, they grew up with their dad being a fisherman. That's all they've yeah. ever known. And so now them leaving that way of life, uh, I think that's a major impact on them and on the people around them who probably calling them crazy. I mean, yeah. you know, I think the interesting thing is you talk about rabbinical school and all that. We don't know much about Jesus going through that process because we only know the beginning of his life and then the last three years of his life. And so you got to think that he had a reputation in the communities too. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure a lot of the people thought he was crazy because Mm -hmm. of what he was preaching and the way he was doing it. So these people deciding to drop their whole way of life Mm -hmm. and go with this maybe radical guy, that was really significant. Yeah. And I think about
0: why they, exactly, why they pushed their chips all in, like why they stayed, mm-hmm. why they got excited, why they gave their life to this cause, to mm-hmm. this guy, to this, yeah. to this way, mm-hmm. right? The yeah. way. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know, if you are, yeah, I think about being in, in first, second, third, fourth grade in elementary school and playing mm-hmm. kickball, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And I remember, you know, we would be, we'd get two captains and you would choose teams, Right. And for whatever reason, th- thank you, Lord, I was pretty good at kickball. Okay. So I, I got to be a captain usually to pick. Okay. Maybe I, w- I was self-declared captain real fast, because I didn't want to be that last guy standing there not mm-hmm. picked, right? right. Mm-hmm. You think about the people who didn't get picked. Mm-hmm. Right? That was Peter, Andrew, James, and John, mm-hmm. right? And so when somebody comes and picks you, mm. that feeling... Yes and makes you feel like you're worthy. Yeah. Yes. It's like, and then we're going to follow this guy around. Hey, 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 I know what it was like to be picked. Hey, hey, <laughs> come here, come here. And I can right. just see them yeah. seeing the, the prostitutes, mm-hmm. the lepers, yes. the tax collectors, and them getting excited when they see their, their faces fall and they go, no, 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 guys, yeah. head up. Watch what he's going to do. Watch right. what he's going to say. Watch how he treats you. Yes. How exciting, mm. how attractional that is, yeah. right? So in what ways do you see Cross Timbers being that kind of place? Mm-hmm. I mean, Spoonie, yeah. you're, you're new-ish, yes, yeah, newer, sir. right, than, yeah. than Ross and I. What, what drew you to Cross Timbers? What was attractional about Cross Timbers?
1: I, I think the main thing was the love of Jesus and His grace being shared mm-hmm. and people actually walking in it. Mm-hmm. And not afraid to say, "Hey, I too." I mean, uh, I have a good friend. Uh, you talked about him earlier mm-hmm. today, <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> and he was he was he was here first, and mm-hmm. I just saw the love of God and the grace uh, that was just being showered um, over him through Cross Timbers. And I just saw that transformational change start happening in his life. And I was just like, man. And he just was always telling me something amazing Mm -hmm. that we were were doing in the community. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, man, I want to be a part of that. Well, I too was going through my own situation. And it was in the healing place Mm -hmm. that I'll never forget. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to know Dick. After all that was going on and has gone on in my life, I just wanted to know, did Jesus love me? Mm. And man, when I heard those words, of course He does. Yeah. And then I started seeing His hand in yeah. my life. Yeah. You know, just happening. I start uh, just run you and Ross and so many others, and mm-hmm. then I heard I heard Toby preach. And man, hear me, to see a man have uh, the level of Uh, understanding and and knowing how to teach God's word and preach God's Mm -hmm. word. But I'll never forget when he stopped and in the middle of his message, he wasn't afraid to cry. Not that I had not seen it, but the the level of impact it had on my life in that moment was like, wow. I mean, and and to look, I'm like looking at this nice size church and I'm looking at this and I'm like, he's not afraid to cry. He's not afraid to show how he's feeling that moment. Wow, God, you are awesome. Mm -hmm. And so, um cross Timbers has a way is that it you know, and one thing they de- we declare we're not perfect you know by by any means mm-hmm. we have our own you know issues that we do but we're doing it together and mm-hmm. we're pushing forward and we're trying to show people that hey God loves you yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. in spite of and so with that, that's what drew me man mm. that's what drew mm-hmm. and and then the Lord just started, and then Lord have mercy when confirmation. And affirmation and things that started happening in my own family's life. Mm, right. You know? Yeah. My son, my daughter, my all beautiful, this stuff started happening. So I'm just like, yeah. Oh, okay, Lord, yes, yes. This was mm-hmm. this, this is where I was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. You know. So, um, and I think that yeah. that was the thing. To even hear how y'all helped start Cross Timbers, mm-hmm. man. Yeah. Just to hear the call, this direction, and how you did it. Um, I heard uh, not too long ago we just had a. Uh, a funeral here, uh, and in the funeral, uh, one of the pa- other pastors was telling me how uh, they were having the service, and he didn't, and the guy was up speaking, but he didn't know what he could say or how far he could go because, you know, it wasn't a quote-unquote uh, religious-type funeral, mm-hmm. but I think that's awesome Yeah, that our church still yeah. in the community, and he said, well, apparently he was like, well, hey, I mean, well, I heard this church got started in the bar anyway. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. How cool is that, yeah, man? Yeah. Like, how cool is that? Like,
0: Still calling Sons of Thunder,
1: you, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah,
2: yeah, But yeah.
1: how cool is that? That's what Jesus did. Yeah. Like yeah. you just said, these people came with him, and I can imagine, as you were saying about a rabbi, I can imagine how they were thinking as they were following Jesus, uh, uh, this is the red light district. I don't know if we're supposed to be going over here, Jesus. But Jesus was going over there Yeah, yeah. And, and and touching people's lives. Can you imagine what they were seeing? So that's what I get to be a part of, Yeah, you know, here at Cross yeah. Timbers. And, hey, just a shout out. If you're looking for a place to be authentic and, and to yeah. love you and just let you know yeah. that God, we just want to put our arms around you and let you mm-hmm. know you're loved. Mm-hmm. Hey, Cross Timbers is a place.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's really good.
1: Ross I know so
0: you're your pastor Toby's son right yes. you were raised here, but yeah. but when did you go? you can be raised in church and still be like you know dragging your nets right mm-hmm. <laughs> not pushed all in? Mm-hmm. when did you push all your chips in and say, man, I'm doing this, I'm mm-hmm. like I'm yeah. in like all the way
2: well, <clears throat> that's interesting i mean i I think it's probably been a long process, and there's probably still areas like I think about the the disciples and uh, they were still questioning Jesus even yeah. years into following Him. Yeah. And still, like, it, it was almost like their old ways were still being rooted, or their their old ways of understanding were still being rooted out of mm, them, yeah. you know? Like... I'm glad we don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So that I say that to say that's been my experience, too, <laughs> is that I'd like to say that there's moments that I've gone all in, but there's still old ways of thinking that are being rooted yes, out of yeah, me, absolutely. for sure. But I remember a moment... Um, it it was, it was funny. So in college, I, uh, was my goal, my end game was to become a doctor, go to medical school, become a doctor. And part of the medical school application process is you write what's called a personal statement. So it's essentially like a one, two page, uh, basically sales pitch for you of why you should be in medical school Mm -hmm. and what uniquely, fits, uh, your kind of nature and characteristics with what, um, a medical school would want from you. And I wrote, I, I, and the, 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 you know, the people who advise you will say, write something dramatic or something attention getting. And so I started out in my personal statement talking about how, um, it was right. It was right around the time when the next generation project was happening. Yeah. And so I basically told the told this story about how I was watching my dad, um, trying to raise money, um, to impact generations all over the world and how, uh, that because of me seeing that for so long, that had been just a part of who I was. Like, I I don't think I can separate me from my nature of, of having this call to always be in service of people, helping people, trying to give life to people in whatever, uh, whatever expression that looks like in my life. And so I think like just going through that process made me realize and understand like the, 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 the Jesus that I saw modeled in my life through my parents and through this church and through people like Brian in my life and, and a bunch of other people, um, has, 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 Like I'll never not be able to live a life that way, you know, live a Mm, life where I'm, where I'm trying to always be helping people, impacting people in a positive way, Mm -hmm. Um, and so obviously following Jesus lends itself to being able to do that uh, Mm -hmm. on a daily basis, and I think that's where that's what always draws me back and pulls me back to learning and growing and trying to and trying to receive from God and from Scripture, from church and all of that.
0: I think, yeah, that's good. That's good. So good, good, man. I think there's levels of, or or, hmm, is that a good word, seasons, levels? Um, There's periods of my life where, okay, so I think I'm all in, Mm -hmm. and then I realize Mm -hmm. that there's... A deeper calling, and there's more. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I push Mm -hmm. to another level Mm -hmm. uh, of being all in, Mm -hmm. if you will. Uh, Mm -hmm. So, growing up, you know, in the Church of Christ, we were my dad's a song leader, he's an elder, my mom was a church secretary. I went to North Dallas Christian School, then Dallas Christian. Mm -hmm. So, you know, had that, then went to Abilene Christian University. Mm -hmm. So, but every Sunday morning and Sunday night, you went Mm -hmm. back to church, and Mm -hmm. then every Wednesday. So, we missed, you know, we missed Rudolph and, (laughs) And, uh, you know, all the stuff, on uh, you know, because we had to be at church on Wednesday night, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Um, So uh, just punching my ticket, man. Just punching my ticket and doing the thing because that's what you do, Mm -hmm. right? And then I remember, so being out at ACU, my, my junior and senior year, I started hearing about these little Bible studies that were going on on Tuesday nights, right? And I'm like, eh... And I just remember, and I almost wanted to start, you know, putting down these kind of, oh, th- these are these these guys, they're really super Christians, right? They're they're getting together on Tuesday night, you know, this extra <laughs> night of the week. That's not even a scriptural night, you know? <laughs> it's not Sunday with Wednesday. <laughs> but I remember then we actually hosted one in our house. My dad gummit, one of my roommates, is hosting one of these deals, right? Right. And so I remember just sitting on the peripheral of this meeting. Um <clears throat> And it was Brad and Reg, Mm. right? Brad and Reg were the leaders of this deal. They were these older guys, man. And I remember hearing them on a Tuesday night in a house. Like they weren't, it wasn't Sunday, it wasn't Sunday morning, it wasn't Wednesday night. And they weren't in church. And they're talking like about God. Mm. And they're talking with passion, with fire. And I remember Brad and Reg. And the way they were preparing what they were doing on Tuesday nights were preparing these leaders to go lead house groups on Wednesday night. Mm. I thought, man, the commitment. But I remember sitting there that night, that was one of the first nights that I said, "Dude, you've been playing at this." Like mm. these guys are real, man. Right. They believe this stuff. <laughs> They're serious. They're not just punching their ticket. Right. And I remember there, and I just that was one of the nights I went in. Mm-hmm. I said, "Dude?" I got to quit playing at this. Yeah. I want to go all in. And yeah. so Brad knows this story. I don't think Reg ever mm. heard, <clears throat> but he became a mentor of mine and a guy that I talked to before I left EDS, the business yeah. world, with my finance degree and actually wow. pushed all in and went into ministry. I mm. called him. I said, dude, you made an impact on my life at, at, at ACU, Right started doing these Tuesday night studies wow. and doing the Wednesday night. It was a time commitment, right? But mm-hmm. it was like, it was a life commitment. Like, are you serious about this? You're just going to talk it up. Yeah. And when I went in, then, then, then when I was leaving, I just felt like God was calling me. Mm-hmm. Like literally I'd go into work and in, at EDS, right? Yeah. And it's like, I just remember this like vision, like the parties, all the streamers have been blown, the balloons have kind of half floated down. It's mm-hmm. like lights are out. The party's <laughs> over. He was calling me to something, like, this is dead. Yeah. He's calling me to something new. And I called Brad and said, dude, what do you think? Wow. He goes, it'll break your heart. Mm. It's going to be tough. It's Some of the hardest things you'll ever encounter It mm. will be in ministry. Mm-hmm. But he said, as long as you're doing it with men of integrity that mm-hmm. you trust. Because, yeah. I mean, yeah, we're human, right? Mm-hmm. And yes. it, it, he said, do it with men of integrity that you trust, men and women, yeah. and, and you'll be, you'll be good. But but buckle up and get ready. Yeah. So I remember, you know, so so going in, leaving my job. Yeah. Calling <laughs> this guy that I'd never heard of South Lake. I know South Lake Carol football, right? Mm-hmm. But there was a little church, and, mm-hmm. and you know, Toby's in the middle of VBS. Mm-hmm. Anyway, at the South Lake Church, right? At South, South Lake Church of Christ mm-hmm. at the time. <laughs> um, but but going in and. Um, it, it, long story short, you know, I started working there. There was two of us on staff there, and then yeah. that staff grew, the church started growing, and out of that place we we actually planted cross timbers. It was just the impetus and the the catalyst and the idea that grew out of that to go be missional and start this church in Argyle. Yeah. Right. Wow. But but when I did that, I remember not wanting to be pigeonholed as a a youth minister or a, a music guy or worship guy, right? I thought I I've got gifts to bring to the table. I just want to be me. I want to be able to be used and not put in a quote role. Mm. Um, But still, I remember it kind of being, okay, so my youth ministry or my worship Mm. ministry, right? And it wasn't until I started doing the Healing Place ministry, Mm. where I was sitting with people day in, day out, and like the helping ministry, Mm -hmm. Ross, that Mm -hmm. I just started feeling like Man, I'd get in that car at the end of the day, a long day, and I I just can remember literally having my hands on the steering wheel, driving home, thinking, this is exactly why I was put on this planet. Mm. Yes. like, And people couldn't believe when I quit leading worship, because they just saw me as, as a musician. I love mm-hmm. music, and I love God, so what a perfect mix. I'll, I'll lead worship, right? Right. But it was just this so i i feel like i went in at a whole new level like yeah. for the last 15 years mm. full time mm-hmm. doing the healing place doing i'm going there it's yeah. going to be time consuming yes it's going to be messy it's going to be a burden to carry yeah. it will it will depress me mm-hmm. it yeah. may make me sick if i don't yeah. find ways to to mm-hmm. to get some positivity in yes. my life and to yes. go mm-hmm. do recharge and refuel yes. And, yes. and and uh, recreation, right? Mm-hmm. And all those... Re- regeneration, all those res, <laughs> right? Yeah. If I don't recover, right. it's gonna take me down, but it, man, it's mm. been worth it. Yes. It's been worth it. So we do yeah. risk a lot to I follow, right? To go all in. Go yeah. ahead, Ross. And
2: I, just, I was just thinking, you know, the thing I've been thinking about with adventure, with waves of faith, is the a lot of the, the, the side that doesn't get talked about like what your mm-hmm. friend mentioned to you like it'll break your heart. Yes. And and adventure does that to you, right? Yeah. Like adventure is is scary and uncomfortable. Mm. And there are moments where you feel like, what are you doing, God? And I think accepting any call on our life or, or walking with Jesus in any way or or like really putting your, your chips all in, you know, following those nets will, will cause that feeling with you. I think about, um, you know, you talk about Jesus and the disciples and whether it's, there's a, there's a, a part, there's a, a time in his ministry where a ton of his followers leave hmm. and Jesus looks at his disciples and he's basically like, are you guys going to leave too? Et two Brute? <laughs> so right. that, that part, or right. even at his death,
1: Mm-hmm. Like uh-huh. only
2: one woman shows yeah. up. Yes. yes. Right at his at his grave mm-hmm. in, in a in one of the accounts. And so you can look at his followers dwindling to one. Yes. And so those moments are moments of great heartache mm-hmm. and great heartbreak. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the one of the I, I, I talk about a lot that that um you know <laughs> that we are created to feel the, the full range of emotions. Yes. And we can't feel, you know, fully happy or joyful or the the to the extent of what God created us to feel that way if we haven't felt sadness before. You know, we can't feel peace unless we, there's been a time we felt anxious. That's just the way that our psychology works. Mm-hmm. But And so often we try to push the extremes away and just stay in the middle when if we will embrace and be curious about these other... <laughs> places that we feel whether it's through grief or sadness or joy or pain or sorrow whatever it is like th- that is the fullness of life so that uncomfortability yeah. that we feel when adventure comes um, often we will we will push push that off say we'll do that later or sidestep it for the more comfortable route because we don't want the to feel the potential of what that could bring for yeah. us, mm-hmm. yeah,
0: absolutely. It was yeah, good. It was I think Peter Rollins that that talked about. Wow, that's going to be out loud. Um, uh, it was Peter Rollins who talked about um, if you know heaven and hell uh, and and so it, eternal life and mm-hmm. heaven being you know for eternity. Mm-hmm. And he said a lot of people. He said if you we're guaranteed, so this life you have right now, and there was no transformation, but you get to live it forever, mm. would that be heaven or would that be hell? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I think yeah. about our, what we've been called to. Yes. I came that you may have life and have it abundant, yeah, life it's to it's the true. full, yeah. right? Everlasting life, abundant life, uh, the life to the full. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And are we living that? Mm-hmm. You know, are we living life to the full? If if this was frozen in time for eternity... right? Would it be would it be heaven or would it be hell? Right. And so we say that God gives us free will because He didn't make us quote robots, right? To robotically follow Him. It's right. funny how a robot always works its way into that conversation. Yep. But um, but yet somehow, when we're out of this body, because eternity's already begun, right? Mm-hmm. Right. For, yep. We just change bodies or, yep. or change forms, whatever, and mm-hmm. yep, we just live on. Mm-hmm. But but are we going to be like robotic then? Will He somehow just change us to where mm. we have new ways of thinking mm. and new life, or do we still have, quote, free will? Mm. Right. I mean, that's it. Maybe that's a whole <laughs> other yeah, philosophical that's, that's a... question for another podcast, but yeah. if you think about Absolutely. it... we You know, we don't want God to, to make us robots, yeah. so I think we think that somehow when we die, we magically, because we, we see Him, we're in His presence, we magically become this new creature, right? Yeah. That it's like, well, then what was the purpose of this? If becoming a new creation wasn't somehow part of the thing here, being transformed in in the image of God, made in the image, being transformed, you know, glory to glory, right? If there's not some purpose to what we're doing here, right, then I think we may have missed it if we think we're just going to wait for our death to make us this thing that's going to be exciting and fun Mm -hmm. and this great adventure and something worth pushing all in. So what do you think keeps a lot of people from being excited about their faith journey or following Christ? What do you think... uh, Because I see a lot of people feeling like they're just white-knuckling it, and they're waiting to hang on until heaven, right? Yeah. So...
1: What do you think they're missing?
0: What do you think? Hear me. We're missing at the times where we're just white knuckling and hanging
1: on. Well, I just just think that it's, as um, Ross just said about we were created and made to feel the full range of emotions. Mm. I just think that as we're talking about, ironically, waves. (laughs) waves. There comes times when we're up and we're down, we're up and we're down. And I just think that finding the eye of that storm, finding the eye of that range of emotions that's happening to just know. And I believe that's why Jesus came to show us that if you lean to my principles, if you lean and you lean in and you push all in to what I've done for you, Uh, because when you think about it, he died on Calvary and he died for our salvation. But so he's already done a lot of the hard work. Well, we still have some work left to do. Yeah. Um, on this side of it, and and I go back to um, what you said about when you, the the epiphany moment or the moment that you were like, I was created to do this. I believe that that's what's happening. If you think about it across the, the board, uh, a believer or not a believer, there are people that are in search of what is that mm-hmm. thing that I can do that I I'll feel fulfilled in my purpose that this is what I was created to do.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so people are in search of that. But yeah. I believe that as I was in that search, I found it a little quicker doing it. God's. Yeah. Way. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so as a believer, and as you just said about, what about those moments when you're white knuckling, and you hanging mm-hmm. on? Well, sometimes, you know, we talk a lot about Jesus and we talk a lot about God. Well, there is an adversary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There are things that come that, that adversary uses. Yep. To their, his advantage, to get us to not see yes. that this life we're living in, and we chose to be to walk as a believer is not all trumped up to be, yeah. to be, which is another podcast and deeper <laughs> questions stuff we can get into because we keep
0: committing ourselves to yes work. we do but you
1: know you know we yeah. you know, we we're making sure we keep we keep yeah keep the stream going yeah but John, anyway C30. but anyway he. Mm-hmm. Before Satan, and all his 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 other names, he was Lucifer. He was a created being, mm-hmm. so that's a whole another. Uh, 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 like I said, that's good. Podcast. There's an
0: enemy against it. Yeah, you know there's always that's, an enemy against it. Think
1: about it. You think about it. like like right. let's just keep it you know really simple. How we're, you know, just every day. Like you look at now, how we're feeling pretty good. We're talking and we're going, and we got sessions probably after this. But there's going to be something throughout the, the 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 course of this day that's gonna challenge will we stay in this positive mode or is Mm -hmm. something gonna hit us that can take us yeah. down. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So
0: embrace. So I'm hearing embrace, embrace yes. all of it, Embrace the waves. Embrace, embrace the times it. where you caught one Absolutely. and you, you went all the way to the beach and, and embrace the time where you just got pummeled and were digging deep in the sand underneath yes, and wondering, you know, gasping for air. 100%. But you got to get up, you know, you got to get up. And yeah, we have been to yeah. Israel. And I remember being on the Sea of Galilee mm-hmm. and riding in that boat and mm-hmm. them playing oceans and mm-hmm. us having a moment yes. to that song, right? Mm-hmm. And thinking about, you know, we've all heard the sermon of you know the waves that were crashing and we could have stayed safe in the boat but Peter got out of the boat yeah. right so we got to get out of the boat right out. first the adventure yeah. we have to step in mm-hmm. but, Especially but then when what he did he, calls. he do what did he do he yeah. looked at the waves yep. and he freaked out right yes yes and um just keeping his eye right on Jesus yes, Jesus man, hey, did didn't you know like i'm here to didn't you know yeah. i mean yeah the waves are are scary and they're going to get mm-hmm. rough right but keep your focus keep your eye on me yes, sir. um and uh yeah yeah man it's that was stuff. that was an amazing moment on that sea of Galilee mm-hmm. uh speaking of that this is this may be a little off but I I have to throw it in cuz we keep thinking I keep having this visual um there was so Jesus walking on the water right um and this was another story right other than this Peter right. Peter time but um there's this book called I think it was Brian McLaren mm-hmm. I Think, I know it was Brian McLaren, but I think it was the secret message of Jesus, mm. but it was about the kingdom and mm. and how every miracle that Jesus did was demonstrating a kingdom principle, right? <laughs> and since we're talking about waves in the Sea of Galilee, I had to throw this in. So... And what's interesting, so so when he turned water to wine, it was demonstrating a kingdom principle, right? Yes. When he when he healed a blind, helped a, a a blind person see, that's a kingdom principle. Well, one of the stories that that he didn't tell, that didn't dawn on me because he he didn't put it in the book until after I was doing this thing called Challenge Day with the uh, Argyle High School. And they drew a picture of the iceberg and showed the the line, the water line, ten okay. percent above, and what's below is ninety percent, mm-hmm. and it's the stuff that we don't see, that we yes. keep hidden, yes. that are that and 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 in that moment, I thought about Jesus coming walking on the water. He's above. All of him is above the water line. Mm-hmm. The kingdom principle: what you see is what you get. There's yes. nothing hidden. It's all mm-hmm. vulnerable. It's all authentic. It's all transparent. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's And that was so yeah. cool to me. So wow. every time I think about the waves, mm-hmm. right, if nothing else, it's not that we always have to be yes. walking on water, yes. but hopefully mm-hmm. we can let the people who love us and yes. care for us see the whole iceberg, mm-hmm. baby. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. It's mm-hmm. like, I'm not just going to show you my social media 10%. Yes. I'm going to show you the ugly 90 below the water line. Yes. That's right. And then when you do that, yeah. it's like, okay, man, like... If you see that where's, that, where's that water now? Right. I'm walking up. I'm, I'm up above it, mm. right? Yes, it ain't going to carry me down. Yes, sir. As long as I'm hiding that, then I'm mm. underwater. That's good, man. Wow, Woo, baby. That's so it's good, Okay. <laughs> well, good. our timer went off, and yes, so I'm going to leave it right there. Guys, hey, thanks for telling your stories. Love thanks you for telling us where you love pushed all in, and mm-hmm. thank you for doing what you're doing. It's yes, making a difference. I love thank you sir. guys. Love you, too. It's good. It's
1: always a pleasure, gentlemen.
0: So I hope you've enjoyed our conversations. Remember to like, share, follow, subscribe, and all that good stuff. And if you ever want to talk to someone in The Healing Place, we're here for you. Please pick up the phone and call, email, or find us on crosstimberschurch.org, The Healing Place, or find us on our Facebook page, The Healing Place Crew.